Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, with uh, all the drama going on at Queen's Park and well, Toronto City Hall, I guess for that matter, uh, the notwithstanding clause, of the, these are all little elements, of course, of the latest melodrama that's happening here in Canadian politics. Uh, it appears that Doug Ford has given uh, the Trudeau government the villain that they needed. Uh, Tim Harper, freelance writer and editor, uh, National Affairs columnist at the Toronto Sun, uh, Star rather writes about this. Doug Ford has given uh, Trudeau, uh, it, Doug Ford has given the Liberals, of course, the villain they need. It's a great piece in the Sun today. Anyway, I wanted to get uh, Tim to come on and talk about this and uh, and and explore the political dynamic here. Well, uh, welcome back, Tim. Great to have you on the program again today. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Good to hear. You. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just caught up in this this uh, this drama that's the this soap opera that's unfolding right now. A uh, very timely piece right now. But you, as you pointed out in the piece, it's a very interesting dynamic going on between these two guys, isn't there? Um, well, sure there is. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about it before. The um, uh, the whole thing about the, the question of the charter and uh, and um, the rule of law and so on is something that you would expect the liberals um, to be very hard on, and they will be. Uh, and you would expect Trudeau uh, to ramp this up, and uh, he will. Uh, he doesn't need to fight with a, another, uh, with a province right now. But I think you can be pretty well certain he's going to wrap this up as it comes into the uh, 2019 uh, uh, election campaign. And that there will be a lot of talk about, you know, the, the we like to call it virtue signaling where the uh, the liberals are concerned. But, you know, this is something that Trudeau and the liberals are very good at, um, talking up uh, things like the charter and the rule of law. And, um, you know, try to contrast this with uh, kind of the, the, the truculent populism that you're seeing from the, uh, from the, um, the, the Doug Ford uh, government here in Canada, so, in, in Ontario. So I think, I think we're headed to that in the 2019 federal uh, election. There's got to be talk uh, behind closed doors. Uh, well, they just had their caucus, I guess, uh, this past week out in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, but for the Liberals, anyway, Tim, that that look at uh, you, you know the, the Prime Minister scoring some points here with Canadians by standing up to the bully in the White House these days, and and they've got to be saying, look at you know we've got a Canadian-made version of that too, uh, and and boy, that would play well heading into a federal election next year. Yeah, because I'm not sure the um, I'm not sure the Liberals want to go into the next campaign uh, bill with a. Uh, um, with a battle uh, with Donald Trump on their hands, I think they'd much rather have a an NAFTA deal. Now the fallback, obviously, is if um, NAFTA blows up, um, um, Trudeau does campaign uh, with Christian Freeland about how they they stood up the bo- the bully uh, in, in the White House and did not capitulate. But I think it's a very open question as to whether. Um, that works compared to you know what kind of uh, uh, economic situation we're in. If the wrecking ball is being put to the Canadian economy because of auto tariffs or something like that, it's a lot easier and I would think a lot more convenient for them if uh, they, uh, they they find this boogeyman or the, the villain right here in uh, at Queens Park, um, get NAFTA behind them if they can, and uh, and, and use Doug Ford as the uh, the foil here. Well, I mean, this started, I guess, really, Tim, during the the, the uh, provincial election campaign here. I mean, when Ford started to to go after the the Trudeau government about the carbon tax and, and made a big right. deal about that, that was obviously one of the key elements of the the, the meager <laughs> platform that he actually did present. Uh, but he was consistent about that. Uh, so that that that's that's right now that kind of set the tone for it. But uh, part two of that, obviously, is is now his well, what some people are considering to be an attack on the the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Well, you know, I don't think the uh, the Trudeau, uh, 
Justin Trudeau and, and, and his inner circle is under no illusions here. I don't think there's any question that they, they're ever going to cozy up to the uh, the Ford government because uh, Doug Ford doesn't. Uh, uh, Doug Ford wants to use the uh, the uh, Justin Trudeau government as as his foil too because uh, you know there there was a, a delicious little um, exchange in the Toronto Star this week where um, uh, an insider with the Ford government talked to uh, my colleague Rob Benzie at the uh, Toronto Star and said, well, look, here we're being very muscular. Uh, this is the way the Ford government's going to handle things. When uh, Justin Trudeau uh, had a chance to uh, um, uh, use the uh, notwithstanding clause on the Trans Mountain Pipeline question, he chose not to, but look what our guy did. But that, that, that complete misunderstanding. Uh, Trudeau didn't have the opportunity to use the notwithstanding clause, and I'm sure he would not have had he had the opportunity uh, on the pipeline. Uh, but this is like the, the entire question here at Queen's Park is being muddied by people in, inside the uh, the Ford um, government that don't actually even understand uh, how the uh, Constitution is being used and being abused um, by their by their premiers. So there's no question in my mind that this is going to come down to a, you know a clash here in Ontario in 2019. And I do think that Trudeau is going to take the upper hand when it uh, comes to uh, talking about the, the charter and the rule of law, and um, and you know take it to the uh, to, to the fourth crowd here here in Ontario. But I mean, what Ford did this week, really, Tim? And you look at this. I mean, let's face it. I know that people get tired sometimes of drawing the analogies between Ford and, and the Trump administration. But he's pulled a page right out of their playbook here. I mean, this is the same thing Trump did when he imposed tariffs and said it was for national security. Uh, and 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 they they really copied that by saying, look at we're you know we're going to invoke the uh, the notwithstanding clause, and it's a matter of democracy. I mean, really, is the, the the base are going to buy that, but nobody else really uh, see, I, I think is gravitating to that. Well, you know, Bill, I'm always careful to try to draw the analogy between uh, Trump and Ford. It's, it's a little too easy at times, but what the the what the two do have in common in the way they they govern is this kind of um, truculent um, uh, populism where it's like, you know, it's my way or the highway, and I got elected, and uh, that's all that matters. Um, you know, I have a, a, a mandate, nobody's going to get in the way of it, which uh, actually works a little bit better in the U.S. system uh, than it does here, and it shouldn't work here, and it doesn't work here. And I, I think this is what... Uh, what Ford, uh, the Ford government's going to find out is that it isn't my way or the highway here. There are, there are uh, checks and balances here. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think actually the Ford government here at Wings Park wants this kind of confrontation, uh, relishes this kind of confrontation. Uh, but you can't, <laughs> you certainly can't go through four years of government doing this because, you know, it's going to be nothing but uh, uh, total chaos at this end. And, uh, at some point, like next year, we're going to have a federal election, and um, you know somebody's going to come in and, and take advantage of the chaos. And right now, I think it would be the federal liberals. Isn't that really just uh, politics 101, though, Tim? Uh -huh. I mean, if you really want to solidify your political base, uh, whatever political party you're on, uh, it's a good idea to find a foil, somebody that you can direct your anger to right. and, and your angst. Yeah. And, uh, and, and clearly, both these guys are, are looking at each other and say, ah, that's the guy right there. Yeah, I, I guess, though, no, I, I would say this about uh, Trudeau going into 2019, though. I think he's going to have too many foils, if you know what I mean. He's yeah, gonna, yeah. 
Yeah, you look down the uh, uh, the road, like on his on his carbon pricing question right now. Um, you know, he's probably he's he's going to be battling Saskatchewan. Um, Manitoba's not fully on board. Uh, he's going to have Doug Ford battling him uh, here in Ontario on carbon pricing. The Maritime Provinces have problems with it. You're going to get Jason Kenney probably uh, in Alberta. Regardless, Rachel Notley's already out of the game, and uh, that's a lot of fires to put out. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're Justin Trudeau, you're, you're the, the guy who came in, don't forget, uh, you were elected in 2015 promising a new deal, a new relationship with the provinces. Um, Stephen Harper, as we recall, would not um, ever call a first minister's or a first minister's conference. Uh, there was much made here in Ontario about how long it took him to meet Kathleen Wynne. Along comes Justin Trudeau. He's going to do things differently. I'm going to get along with the provinces. Um, you know, the first year or so, so far so good. Heading into uh, year four of the election, um, he's got nothing but battles on his hands where the provinces are concerned. Well, we don't even know what's going to happen in Quebec with that election either, do there's, we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's another question. And, you know, uh, and, and in Quebec, uh, the whole question of uh, supply management with the dairy industry is going uh, is, is to flare up and in fact having an impact on the NAFTA talk. So good point. There's another one. But in, in Ontario, the you know voter rich Ontario, and I go in every federal election, they always look to Ontario and say, oh, you know how, you know it stops here. Oftentimes, we know in past uh, federal elections have been decided before they even start counting the votes in Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, and but with this polarization that seems to have gone on here with this provincial election, do the Liberals try to target the sixty percent that didn't vote for Doug Ford and say, look at that's 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 that that's that mother load right now that we can actually do to try to gain some points in Ontario? Well, let's not forget the uh, the federal liberals um, uh, own Ontario right now. Um, I think this is making it easier for them to continue to own Ontario. I think the liberals federally have uh, challenges in Quebec, as you mentioned, and uh, probably in the West. One of the reasons they held their uh, their caucus meeting in Saskatchewan. But um, you know, I think we're setting ourselves up for um, um, a real battle here in Ontario on. Uh, questions uh, on the rule of law versus uh, the Ford style of populism. And, uh, you know, it's the entire way that we in Canada uh, deal with politics uh, or or want our politics to be uh, delivered. And I think it's it's actually setting up quite a a fascinating uh, battle and a ballot question here in Ontario in 2019. Well, especially when uh, you go back to the comments that Mr. Ford made on Monday when he talked about invoking the notwithstanding clause and suggesting I guess he kind of got caught up in uh, in the rhetoric there and saying, "Look, at this, I may do this more often. You know, every time I, I don't like a decision, I may invoke this." Uh, at some point, as you mentioned in the piece today, Tim, uh, you know, the prime minister's trying to stay away from this. He he defended the charter when he was talking about this a couple of days ago, but he didn't really go after Ford. Uh, there are others that will do that, including Bill Davis and Brian Mulroney and Bob Ray and others. Uh, that have done this. But it is is if this continues, is that going to force the prime minister to jump into this fray? Uh, if if he does it again, yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it will. I think the prime minister is going to jump into the fray at at, uh, at a time of his choosing, anyways. And yesterday, don't forget, we had uh, uh, twenty five Toronto MPs, um, twenty five Liberal MPs in uh, Saskatoon wrote a letter conde- to Ford condemning Ford's move on the uh, notwithstanding clause. So. Uh, it, even if the prime minister is not jumping headfirst into this fire, the, uh, his 
his MPs are, and of course he endorses what his MPs are um, are doing. So, um, yeah, I think we're already into it, and I think as we go forward in uh, 2019, you're going to hear the Prime Minister talking about it much more. This battleground Ontario, obviously, with what these guys are doing, and, and, and the, the piece, of course, uh, in the Star today talks about how both of these guys are playing a different game, but for the, the same reason, obviously, to solidify their base. And uh, it's it's a it's a different dynamic in politics these days. It's it's really not trying to get as many votes, but trying to secure the votes that you know are going to be there. And it's uh, uh, I don't know if that's because we have a three party system in this country as opposed to usually what they have uh, the two system down in the in the states these days. But it makes for interesting politics, and and you wonder on the on the national level right now, Tim, with the NDP seemingly flailing uh, and and not quite knowing where they are, not quite even sure what their leader is going to be all about in the next couple of months. If this is really going to fall into a two party race again by the time we go to the polls next year, well, you have to wonder. Um, you know, no uh, no less of an authority than uh, Brian Mulroney this week talked about uh, what you were just mentioning about um, playing to the base and uh, Mulroney. Uh, who, no matter what you think of Brian Mulroney, knew how to get elected and certainly knew uh, his way around an election, uh, was talking about the uh, the fallacy of trying to uh, play to your base. If you try to uh, consolidate your base and play to the base, you're not um, you're you're not you're not building your party. And uh, you know when I hear Doug Ford talk about uh, I'm elected, the judges are appointed, and I got 2.3 million voters. Uh, I'm hearing a guy um, who sounds very much like he's uh, playing to the base and not um, trying to move his party uh, into a position where you could possibly say you're governing for the province. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I've been critical of Trudeau on a number of matters, but one is that I, don't, I, I haven't accused him of just playing to his base. He is trying to uh, uh, govern uh, for, for the electorate in general, and if Ford doesn't do that, um, you know, you're, uh, you handcuff yourself. Uh, you're, you're like Trump in the U.S. The base loves you. Nothing, you're solid. Nothing moves. Your you're, um, favorables in your base doesn't go down. But you're not growing the party, and you're not, um, you're, you're not growing the party to the extent where you can say, I'm governing for the people. And so far, it looks to me like uh, Ford is, um, Doug Ford is bound and determined to Governed for his base, not for the province, and uh, and really relishes a fight with the, uh, with the federal government on that matter, and uh, um, he's going to get it. But you know, are we at that point politically, though, Tim? Where you know we gravitate to people that thumb their nose at institutions. I mean, I, I that, that's one of the most troubling things. I mean, I know that a lot of people want to frame this debate as well. He was elected, and he's allowed to do what he wants. And, and cities, uh, you know, like City, Toronto City Council are the the children of the province. We know that legislatively. Uh, we we get that. But at the same time, you're supposed to govern and make laws uh, at any level of government within the confines of, of the Charter of Rights and the Constitution. And, right. and basically, Ford is saying, to hell with that. I don't want to yeah. do that. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's what troubles me. Even Stephen Harper, I mean, you know, a lot of his get-tough-on-crime legislation got turfed up by the Supreme Court. Harper didn't do anything about that. He didn't try to invoke the notwithstanding clause. No, nobody at the federal level ever has. They, they, they respected what the notwithstanding clause was all about. Um, no, I mean, I, in my view, um, Ford is wrong. It's not a question of, I got this many million votes in Ontario. Hey, look at me, I got elected with, uh, what, 40.5%. Um, and uh, I'm not going to get into a thing about first past the post. Everybody uh, 
you know, everybody rails against the um, the government they don't like because it first passed the post. But um, for him to go off and say, I got 2.3 million votes, and that gives me a mandate to override the courts and uh, wreak havoc with the uh, Toronto City Council elections, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Premier, it doesn't work that way. There is rule of law here, and uh, to use the notwithstanding clause for something like that, I thought was an, just a completely egregious abuse of the notwithstanding clause provision. And, um, you know, uh, if he turns, uh, if he decides that he's going to use it again every time he's stymied by the courts, um, then we are going to have a, a, I believe, a, like a, a democratic uh, crisis in this province that will be exploited by federal parties. Well, what exacerbates this and, and frustrates me, and I know a lot of others, is, is the rush to the defense of Ford. And, and the, one of the arguments they're using, of course, is, well, an elected official trumps an appointed judge. Uh, and, and I would direct people, I know you've probably read this, uh, in this morning's Globe and Mail, there's a great op-ed piece by Marie Hanning, uh, who has obviously established herself with a, a fabulous reputation in legal circles these days, uh, outlining exactly what that 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 relationship between uh, the, ju- the, the, the the judicial system, of course, in our legal system, uh, and the Constitution. And, and uh, I, I wish, as, as she said there, I sh- she said I'd be happy to explain it to, du- to Doug Ford. I don't think he's going to take her up on that. I doubt it. But it's right there in black and white, I think, yeah. for all to see. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, it, it, it's a, in a fascinating way. I'm sure he didn't um, go out of his way to do this, but uh, Doug Ford's done a, a favor to a lot of us uh, uh, this week who are um, students of politics and um, uh, and, and uh, current affairs. Uh, he has uh, awakened a long dormant um, uh, interest in the Canadian Constitution, which I think is a good thing. He has uh, raised questions, legitimate questions, about... Um, the courts being used to thwart uh, legislative uh, majorities, and he has also uh, awakened a debate on the power of cities uh, across the country as under the Constitution as creatures of the provincial government. So, in a very strange, uh, unfortian way, um, give him credit uh, for one thing, he's got Canadians talking about uh, things that we were talking about a week ago. Um, I don't know how long it sustains itself, uh, but um, to uh, refer to your question, if he does it again, uh, he's going to keep this debate front and center, and I think it's probably a good thing for Canadians to be talking about this. You know, ultimately, the, the biggest penalty that Doug Ford might uh, have to pay is for the, the fact that he's now got Canadians talking about the Constitution again, and boy, oh boy, don't we just love to have the Constitution there. Go away. Don't talk to me about the Constitution, of all things. And Doug Ford is actually, by his actions, uh, spurred a, a debate on uh, the Canadian Constitution. Who knew? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and given, he didn't. <laughs> given political journalists like us, a lot to talk about, too. Yeah. Uh, great piece in the Star today. Uh, always a pleasure, Tim. Thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling, Bill. I very appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Tim Harper, of course, uh, freelance writer. Uh, check it out in the uh, Toronto Star today or online. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.